to the Cross-Eyed Radio Program, sponsored by Joshua Revolution. Cross-Eyed is a radio talk show dedicated to proclaiming the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you to open your Bibles with us as we study the life-changing revelation found within the scriptures in how to live the victorious Christian life. Now, let's go into the studio of Revolution Radio with your host, Pastor Mike Chory. Welcome tonight to Crossside Radio, and it is a delight to come to you into your homes, into your cars, or wherever you may be. And we are back in the saddle for a new year, 2024, and just coming off the heels of the last Trump. And uh, uh, wow, I just, I don't know, I just love to be able to bring out end times. There's so few people preaching that today. And it is so late. It is so late. And we've come into a new year. This could be the year of the coming of the Lord. This could be the year of the rapture. And so we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be diligent to be praying, to be seeking God and to be sharing the gospel. And so we're, we're very, very, uh, we just got back from our Joshua Revolution 23 conference. So you got to help. You got to forgive us. We're, we're very excited tonight about what God is doing. And here on Cross-Eyed Radio tonight, if you just uh, tuned in, we, we were talking about uh, the 2024 and the, uh, uh, the total eclipse that's coming on April 8th. I don't know what you think of that. I think it's a sign. I think it has a lot to do with what is happening in the world today. And in America, it's time for America to come back to God before it's too late. And we'll talk more about that in future broadcasts. And if you missed it, you can get it on our, um, on our JR app. You just download Joshua Revolution for free and you can get all our previous broadcasts. But tonight here on Cross-Eyed Radio, we're going to be in the book of Acts tonight, starting a new year on the message of the cross. And here on Cross-Eyed tonight, uh, he'll help me settle down a little bit, uh, is Bill Bonifacio. Bill, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. But I have to say, Pastor Mike, the last Trump, uh, the hour broadcast with you and Kurt, really uh, brought something out to me personally that I've been struggling with is truth. What is truth? And, you know, we know the the, the interaction that J- Jesus had with, uh, I'm sorry. With Pilate. With Pilate, yeah. yeah. Well, you watch the, the television nowadays, you listen to radio shows, you listen to news broadcasts, you don't know what truth is anymore. So uh, it's a struggle, and I can't imagine being outside of Christ and trying to figure out what's going on in the world, not, not to mention our own country. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. We, we hang on to that, and that's our hope. You know, I, 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 I don't mean to change the subject. No, no, but, no. I, and you got me stirred up about um, you know, what we were talking about in the first hour. Um, 2024 is shaping up to be, to me, one of the most profound years of our lifetime and of course really it started in 2020 with covid every year has been mm-hmm. very very um a, a height and alert to the soon imminent coming of the lord but when you look at and we brought this out on the last trump that in the hebrew numbering system of letters that the name yeshua jesus the numerical value of the letters j-e-s-u-s is 888 and those three equal 24 there's 24 hours in the day 
uh, when you go into Revelation chapter 4, you see there's 24 elders. I don't know if anyone ever even thought to ask this question. Why is there 24 elders around the throne of God in heaven? And I'm talking about in Revelation chapter 4, verse 4. And I'm, I'm going to read that verse for everyone. And I'm, I'm not going to try to make this an end time broadcast. We're talking about the message of the cross, which really there's one message. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about salvation, healing, the baptism of the spirit, the soon coming of the Lord. But in Revelation chapter four, verse four, there is this picture of the throne room that John saw. He is literally in the throne room. And it, and it says here, round about the throne were 20, were four and 20 seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold now why is there 24 seats around the throne 24 in the bible speaks of priesthood there are there were in the old testament 24 priests you might have heard this before the priestly order the priestly order was that in the tabernacle or the temple God ordained, and of course, Moses was the one for the tabernacle and Solomon for the temple, but they ordained 24 priests that would do the duties or the functions of the tabernacle or the temple. And so 24, of course, which is two, uh, 12 times two is 24. And Jesus had 12 disciples. Now, friend, there's a reason for these numbers. He doesn't randomly pick 12. Right. Why were there 12 disciples and not 13 disciples? You know, God is a God of order and everything he does is not with chaos or disorder. And so these 24 priests in the tabernacle with Moses were all assigned functions in a 24 hour period. Mm. So 24 is the number of completeness. It's the full day. And these 24 elders really represent here in Revelation 4, 4, the Old Testament and the New Testament is it's the gospel, the covenant of God. And and we won't do this tonight. But if you were to go into Numbers chapter seven, when Moses dedicated the tabernacle, he had the priest offer on the first day, 24 sacrifices Mm. on the second day. 24 sacrifices all the way up for the 12 days of the of the and this was the dedication of the tabernacle in the wilderness they offered 24 sacrifices for 12 days wow so so this number 24 is pretty significant absolutely and it's speaking of the priesthood and of course the ultimate priest is jesus he is of the he is the priest of all priests, right? Mm-hmm. According to the, the, the order of Melchizedek, which high, is a whole nother study. The high priest. The high priest who had no beginning, no end. Right. I mean, Jesus is not from a priestly human origin, mm-hmm. but from an eternal. He's God. And so I believe 2024, the number 24 is huge, significant. It's, mm. And what the Lord laid on my heart for this year is to theme this year, Jesus. Mm. This is his, as I said earlier, that's his number, 
888-24. And we were in the Matthew chapter 24 is the chapter that gives the signs of his coming. Friend, everywhere we look, he's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Bill, you know, this could be the year of the rapture. Right. We believe, we don't know the year, but we believe when the Lord comes for his bride, he will snatch her off the earth in a time of great danger and a great turmoil in the world. He literally will save his bride from the wrath of Daniel's 70th week, the great tribulation. Mm-hmm. He's going to snatch her away. He's going to come in the night. And there is going to be literally millions of people who are born again, who are going to be all of a sudden gone from the planet. It's called the rapture of the church. And so when we start this new year with the last Trump, and if you were hearing about Kirk has taken this, these two broadcasts and put it on his platform, it's going global. I mean, this is a work of the Lord. I, I, I really can't even get my arms around what those three men have done. They've been listening to our broadcast for quite a long time. And now they're using their own money Mm. to take these broadcasts and to put them on a global network where people in Belgium, Belgium Mm -hmm. or people in Africa can hear the cross-eyed radio. And, and the message that we want to bring to you tonight is the greatest message the world has ever known and the only message that will save your soul set you free heal your sick body fill you with the holy ghost i'm talking about mm-hmm. jesus christ crucified and risen from the dead and it'll give you a peace beyond all understanding the word of god never grows old the new testament 2000 year old book we're reading right here but if you look at the whole council of the scripture it's 4000 plus years old and here we are sitting here in 2024 reading about what was written some 4,000 years ago. It, it just boggles my mind. Well, we've got, you know, 4,000 years of Old Testament history, and we've got about 2,000 years from the cross. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we are at the end of time. Mm-hmm. And Bill, why? Why were we born for this time? What, 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 why didn't God have us born in the Dark Ages? <laughs> I can't answer that tonight, but I can tell you this. Jesus said to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we had to work our tail off to put on that conference in Erie, Pennsylvania. And it was our joy to do that. Mm. It was our joy. I mean, I've been I've been literally taking cat naps for a week. I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted, but it was so worth it. Mm. And here's the thing. We can't slow down. We can't let up. I mean, we're getting ready uh, to go to Mexico uh, on a crusade in May. We're looking at new dates for Israel once those mm. uh, tourist sites open up. We're already planning for Joshua Revolution 24 in December, if we're still here. Sure. The Lord could rapture us, and we believe. I don't know what everyone out there believes. I believe, and I, again, I don't know the year, but I believe when the Lord comes for his bride, it will be on the Feast of Trumpets. Mm. He said at the last Trump that he would call his bride home. And that this year is on October 3rd and 4th. Now, the Lord, he could call us home tonight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, only he knows. But if it was on the Feast of Trumpets, we've got about 10 months before a possible rapture. Whatever you do tonight, get right with God and get busy mm-hmm. for God. And listen, 
be faithful to your church. Be faithful to your pastor. Start working for God. Get involved with the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the youth, whatever the Lord's called you to. Don't sit in that pew and do nothing in Mm -hmm. 2024. Support your church. Give to missions. Go to the prayer meeting and do evangelism. And you, you you just nailed it, Pastor. There's no time to slumber nor sleep. We're in the... We're in the last of the last days. And the reason you just explained it very well, but if I look at it more in a practical sense, we have rogue nations pointing nuclear weapons at us. We have politics that are running rampant. We have a world that's in chaos, fighting wars and rumors of wars. I mean, is that not end time prophecy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Israel is the biggest sign of all. And when Israel is ready, And what do I mean that spiritually ready? They're desperate because of all the war and all the attacks. They are desperate and they will Mm -hmm. they will listen to a false prophet. They will listen to the Antichrist. They'll think he's the Christ. They'll think he's their Messiah because they're so vulnerable by all the war and all the attacks that they 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 heed to this man. And it'll be the biggest mistake they've ever made since the time that they rejected mm. Christ. Mm. And so, listen, we've got to be praying, church. There is no time to delay. Tell your family and friends to get in, get in Christ. And uh, here tonight, we're going to start the new year off in one of my favorite books in all the Bible. We're going to be in the book of Acts tonight. And, you know, they call this the Acts of the Apostles. But really... This book should be called The Acts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And this book is not to be looked at as a history book only. It really is the book of Acts is a blueprint for what the church should look like. And so if you want to know if you're a pastor or, or, or you're even a lay person, you're like, what, what should the church be doing? What should the church look like? Study the book of Acts. Mm. And we have 12 um, uh, the first 12 chapters outlined in our study guide. And if you would like to get a copy of our Acts study guide, you can simply order that through our ministry. And tonight I want to mention, I want to put the phone number out there. Somebody may have a question for us tonight, Bill, or they may have a prayer need. Uh, Christy, your wife is on the phones tonight right here in the studio. So normally we're at the Joshua Revolution office. Our operators are usually there, but tonight we're here in the DCX studio. So there's a a separate number tonight to call, and I want to give that out. Mm. If you're in Buffalo, you have a question, a comment, maybe you want to give a testimony. Sister Christy is here to take that call. 716-883-5000. 716-883-5000. That's the WDCX uh, studio number. And then if you're up in Canada, 1-800-684-2848. So again, locally, 716-883-5000 or up in Canada, 1-800-684-2848. And tonight, if you have a question for us or a testimony or a prayer need, Christy will take your call tonight. Um, In these first 12 chapters, and of course, there's 28 chapters in the book of Acts, but it's interesting, um, in the first 12 chapters, we see... God moving powerfully through the New Testament church. Now, let's begin in Acts chapter 1, and I've titled this chapter, Wait for the Promise. Mm. And I want to ask our listeners tonight, Bill, 
what is the promise of the father? Because that is a term that is used in the book of Acts, the promise of the father. And there are many in the church today, unfortunately, that have no idea what I'm talking about. They've never heard it preached. They've never heard it teached. In fact, there are even preachers today that don't believe the promise of the father is for the church today. And so that's our title tonight. Mm -hmm. Wait for the promise. And let's read Acts chapter one, verses one through three. Okay. The former uh, treaties have I made. O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. All right, now in these first three verses, first we should point out the writer of the book of, of Acts is Luke. He, Luke wrote two books. He wrote the Gospel of Luke, and he also wrote the book of Acts. And the word treatise that you use there in verse one, it refers to the former writing of Luke, um, who is, again, the writer of the book of Acts, who the Lord used to write the gospel that bears his name, the gospel of Luke. And it is estimated that he wrote the book of Acts approximately one year after he wrote the book of Luke. Hmm. And he, Luke addressed here Theopolis, the same person he addressed in his gospel. Now, Luke tells us that the purpose of his writing, the gospel of Luke, was twofold. Notice what you just read. What Jesus began to do and what Jesus began to teach. And these two things is what we're going to be focusing on here on Crossside over the next several weeks. What Jesus did and what Jesus taught. Because those, both of those, Bill, for every one of our listeners, I, I know if you're a Christian tonight, you want to know the teachings of Jesus. What did mm -hmm. he teach? But also... You should want to know what did he do? Because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Mm -hmm. What Jesus did in the book of Acts, he still is doing today. Mm -hmm. And he wants to do it. All right. Now, the whole Bible is centered on the person of Jesus Christ, who he was, what he did, and what he taught. And so this is... And should always be the foundation of the church. I want you to read that verse again, verse three, for our listeners. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. All right. What does it mean after the passion? It's speaking of the cross, the passion right. week. And so he showed himself alive. He was resurrected. And he had many infallible truths, uh, proofs to prove that he rose from the dead. And when we look at what did Jesus do in his ministry? Number one, he preached the gospel. He preached how to be saved. Mm. Number two, he healed the sick. Right. That is part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. He cast out demons. Number four, he preached 
on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He taught the word of God. He loved a dark and hurting world. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He is Emmanuel. The whole Bible is about Jesus. And I'm Mm -hmm. going to ask tonight, as we teach this year on Crossside, that we would dedicate these broadcasts, the Crossside broadcast, to Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can save you tonight. Mm-hmm. And I want to read Acts chapter 4, verse 12. This is our theme verse. So I'm just going to skip ahead for a moment, Bill, and ask you if you could read Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Now, now think about that, friend. There is no other name that God has given man whereby we must be saved, Mm -hmm. but the name of Jesus. Buddha will not save you. Allah will not save you. Confucius will not Mm -hmm. save you. No man's name. The Pope can't save you. I can't save you. Bill can't save Mm you. No preacher can save you. The only name that you can call on tonight that will bring salvation to your soul is the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to read John chapter one, verse 12. I'm just feeling a little mm-hmm. bit like the Lord wants us to stay on this name of Jesus because there is power in that name. There mm-hmm. is power to save power to heal. You just have to call on that name and believe that Jesus Christ is the salvation of mankind. He is the savior of mankind. John is it John chapter one, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to, even to them who believe on his name. Even to them who believe on his name, mm-hmm. the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus, Jesus. That is the only name tonight that can save you, can heal you, can fill you with the Holy Spirit. And so again, the whole Bible is about Jesus. Call on his name tonight. You got a loved one that's sick tonight. Put your hand on him. Anoint him with oil. Call on Mm. the name of Jesus. You got a marriage problem. Call on the name of Jesus to heal your marriage. You've got a lost uh, son or daughter or prodigal son and daughter. Call on the name of Jesus Mm. this year. Let the name of Jesus be renowned in your heart Let his name be renowned in your home. Let his name be renowned in your community. Mm. Only name given among men, whereby we must be saved, Bill, the name of Jesus. Amen. And the scripture says, go out in all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not good works by your work. You know, how am I doing? Um, You know, I don't swear. You know, you're, you're putting work on yourself no deny yourself take up your cross which is all your filth and follow amen amen Amen. and and when we call on the name of jesus what are you saying when i say jesus you know what i'm saying yahweh saves god saves so i don't just call on the name of jesus like i would call your name no when i call on the name of jesus i'm calling on salvation And salvation in the Greek, that word 
to be saved. You know, uh, what is it? Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 4, by grace are you saved through mm-hmm. faith. The word is sozo. Sozo means I'm saved from the eternal damnation of my sins. I'm saved and delivered from the power of sin. And I am healed, spiritually healed through what Jesus Christ did Mm -hmm. on Calvary. So when we say the name of Jesus, you can't say anything more. That name says it all. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's read Acts chapter one. Now let's go down to the fourth verse. We're going to talk about tonight this theme, the promise of the father. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait to the promise of the father, which said he, you have heard of me. All right. Now circle that in your Bible. Maybe you've never really even looked at that before. He said, this is Jesus Christ. He said he commanded them. He didn't ask them. He did. This wasn't just a good idea. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father. Now, in this waiting for the promise, it Mm. it really meant what the word wait there means is to stay around, to wait around, to tarry. And to this word means to expect eagerly or to anticipate, to look for with patience what were they waiting for the promise of the father Mm -hmm. now i'm going to ask tonight what is the promise of the father well the the book of acts will tell us but let's go back just a few verses and let's go back into matthew's gospel chapter 3 i want to read a verse from matthew chapter 3 verse 11 and i want to point out to you that those that were waiting for the promise, they were already saved. Mm -hmm. These were disciples. There were 120 Mm -hmm. that were in that upper room. But in Matthew chapter three, verse 11, could you read what John the Baptist said? I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and with fire. All right. What they were waiting for in Acts chapter one was what John prophesied. He said, I'm going to baptize you in water, but the one that's coming after me, he's going to baptize you with the Holy ghost Mm. and with fire. And this is what the church needs today in 2024. We need the promise of the father. We need the mighty, mighty infilling of the Holy spirit. Bill, we Mm. saw that at the Warner Theater. On December 29th, 29th, Bob Cornell preached on how to be revived. People came forward and, and, and prayed for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and God filled them. He baptized them with the Holy Spirit and with power. Friend, he's the same God. What he did in the book of Acts, he's still doing today. Right. That's so important for people to understand and to believe. Yeah, and if it wasn't, this would just simply be a history lesson. We can pretty much read it, understand it, but ignore it. Because if it wasn't for today, why would we even bother? Right. You read it once and you're done. It would have no relevance to us exactly. today. All right, let's just read Acts 1.5. Now, we're talking about the promise of the Father. Notice what Jesus says in verse 5. 
For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. So you see the connection here that Jesus is making. The promise of the Father is the mighty baptism with the Holy Spirit. Exactly what John said in Matthew 3.11. Now Jesus is referring to in Acts 1.5. And when we come back after the break, we're going to look at this promise of the Father, how it will bring power into your life in 2024 that will give you such a zeal for God, such a zeal for souls, and it is all because of what Christ did on the cross. We could not receive this before the cross. He had to die on the cross and be risen from the dead to put us in a position where we now can receive the promise of the Father. There is a Yeah. 
man, that song is just exactly what we're talking about tonight. There's no other name but the name of Yeshua. But that means God is salvation. And friend, tonight, if you will call on that name that Joshua is singing about and that me and Brother Bill are trying to bring to you tonight, you will be born again. Your life will never be the same again. And if you're saved and you've got issues and problems, everyone does, keep calling on the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus, the name above all names. And tonight here on Crossside Radio, we're starting the new year, 2024. Uh, we, we're theming this year, Jesus, no other name. And we're in the book of Acts. And uh, I hope you have your Bibles open tonight. I, we just want you to learn the word of God. That's mm-hmm. what Crossside is all about. And we're here in Acts chapter one. Uh, but before we go back to our study, I want to mention if you're in the greater Buffalo area and you're looking for a church why don't you come out and visit us? Cross Cross River Church is located at 2920 Grand Island Boulevard. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. service. And we also have prayer meeting on Sunday night. Uh, tomorrow, uh, 6.30 is our prayer time, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm tired. 6.30 is prayer on Sunday night. And then this Wednesday, Bill, we are back. The School of Joshua is back Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything to do on Wednesday night and you want to learn the book of Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? We're going to be teaching the book of Ezekiel over the next several weeks and a few several months, and we're going to learn all about the nation of Israel, and we're going to take you right into the prophetic moment that we're living right now. It's going to be an incredible study. Mm. I can't wait to get into it. The book of Ezekiel, Can These Dry Bones Live? And it's starting this Wednesday night at Cross River Tabernacle, 2920 Grand Allen Boulevard, School of Joshua. It's a part of Joshua Revolution. We should let all our listeners know that we are more than a radio program. These two-hour broadcasts are made possible by the listeners who support Joshua Revolution radio broadcast. We just got done with our annual Christmas event at the Warner and Bill, anything you want to say about what happened in Erie, Pennsylvania? Well, Pastor, this is probably my 25th Joshua Revolution. Wow. And out of 30. Out of 30, exactly. And I could tell you that this was w- the most powerful event I have ever been to. Not only spiritually, no, I should let me start over again. The, the, the arena, Warner Theater was awesome. But most importantly, the spirit of God was moving so mightily in the word of God and the preachers and the, the music and just interacting with believers. And it's almost like you felt like this is what heaven's going to be like. We're all going to be in unison, in one accord, mm. and we're going to be in full agreement in heaven. Not like the culture is today where we can't agree on anything. But once we get, so that's what what the conference was to me. It was an agreement. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Amen. And that's what the the conference was for me, and I just really enjoyed it. You know, I think we should do on Crossside or the Last Trump just one week of testimonies where people can call in. There are so many people that have been revived, Mm -hmm. that have been healed, that have been filled with the Spirit, that have been saved. I met a family at Perry Square the last day back on Saturday, uh, December 30th. We met down at Perry Square. The event was over. We ended on the 29th at night, but we went to Perry Square to say thank you to God for all he did. 
and I met a family there, uh, Alan, if I remember correctly, and Heidi are mom and dad, and they have three children. All of their children were saved at a Joshua Revolution and filled with the Holy Spirit. And the two boys were filled in 2021 Hmm. uh, at the Bayfront, and then their daughter, Christina, we got to have Christina on, she got saved uh, at this year's and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the dad was just so humble, and the family just said, we just love Joshua Revolution, what God's doing there, and we come as a family. And that's what we're trying to share with people. It's not just a youth event anymore. It's for the whole family. It's for the whole church. Families are coming to Christ. Families are being revived. Mm. And Bill, I'll tell you, uh, the, the preachers, I mean, from Dave Reaver, to Jeremiah Castile, to Torrance Nash, to Pam Stenzel, to Sophia, uh, sweet Sophia, to to Dave Borg, to Bob to Cornell. Cornell. Right. What a lineup. Mm-hmm. And, and it mm-hmm. was one message after another. The devil didn't have a chance. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I mean you weren't going out of there lost. You were going to really hear the gospel and want the gospel. And then the worship, like you were mentioning, Joshua Aaron, our own Joshua Revolution Band, and then the incredible students from Asbury University. Mm-hmm, they were so mm-hmm. impressive to me. Uh, but it, the music, you just you wanted to just stay there. You didn't want to leave. The, the acoustics in the Warner Theater are like none I've ever heard. And, and I've been to a lot of theaters. And it, I, I was telling our, our team, I said, you guys sound different. Not that you sound bad in our church, but you just sound powerful. And all the speakers and all the artists were powerful. And I use that word. And we're, and we're going back, Lord willing, we're going back to the Warner. If we're still here, I don't know if the Lord will tarry. But if we have another year, we'll be back at the Warner Theater, Lord willing. Pray for us. Pray for our ministry. And I want to thank all the listeners who give to this radio broadcast. Because people heard about this event through mm-hmm. the last Trump, through Crossite, And they came. And just think, if they got saved or their life was changed... It was because of this broadcast that they heard it and the people who give to keep us on the air, you're the ones that are responsible for them hearing. Amen. And you've heard this before, but the the three days were free of charge. That's right. They were not, you did not have to put a deposit down. You did not have to register with, with a finance. You can register, but it was free. You walked in free. And uh, what what a better opportunity, like the family you just described, to bring your whole family there free of charge, not under the pressure, the burden of having finances, because let's face it, the culture, the world, when you go to events, it's very expensive nowadays. Yeah. And uh, this is free of charge. And we're going to make all the uh, services, we're going to be putting them on a flash drive and make that possible for you to purchase those. So mm-hmm. stand by just a couple of weeks. We'll have that all ready. And, and you'll be able to get all the services and to hear the messages. Mm-hmm. All right, back to Acts chapter 4. And we read verses, or Acts chapter, chapter one, 1, verse 4 and 5. I want to go on to uh, the sixth verse. But can you read uh, the fourth verse? And let's read verse 6 and 7 as well. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he you may have heard me when they therefore were come together they asked of him saying lord will you at this time restore again the kingdom of israel 
And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has in his own power. All right, so they were thinking about, you know, when is the Lord going to return? And it wasn't for their generation. What God wanted them to wait for was not for his coming, but to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to fall on them. He didn't want them to do any ministry. He didn't want them to do evangelism. He didn't even want them to go out and disciple until they were first empowered by Mm. the Holy Spirit. And again, the promise of the Father and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is the same event. Now, Acts 1.8 says this, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, this is the pivotal moment here on this broadcast tonight that I do not want you to miss. The promise of the Father in verse 4 is verse 8. Verse 4 and verse 8 are connected. Jesus is saying what you're going to be waiting for is a power source. You're going to be endued with power from on high. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and he's going to fill you. And then what? You're going to be witnesses. Now, this word witnesses in the Greek means martyrs. It literally means that you will be so on fire for God and so wanting to tell the world about Jesus that even if it depends or even if your life was threatened, you would still keep preaching this message. Man does not have the courage. I do not have the courage in and of myself to stand in the face of evil and proclaim this gospel message. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Mm. he gives you the courage. He gives you the strength. Uh, Bill, I want to say this to the listeners. That word power means miraculous, miracle-working power. We're not talking about a power like the world has, like, like strength to move things in the physical realm. We're talking about Holy Ghost power to see miracles. Mm. And every time a soul comes to Jesus, it's a miracle. Amen. Every time a sick body is healed, it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. Every time a demon is cast out, it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. Every time someone speaks in a new tongue, in language they've never learned, it's a miracle. And we saw all of that in Erie, Pennsylvania. Outside Mm -hmm. of... I, I didn't, and it could have happened. I didn't see it personally, but it could have happened because there was a lot going on. I didn't personally see a demon come out of a person, mm. but I saw people saved. I saw people healed. I saw people filled with the Spirit speaking in a language they had never learned. Mm. This is the power of the Holy Spirit, and the church has to get back to preaching it and believing and understanding this is for today, mm. not just for the day of the book of Acts. Yeah, and uh, this is before the church. This was the, the 12 apostles walking, talking, and being a witness with Jesus, watching him go to the cross, be crucified, and risen from the dead on the third day. They, they saw that. They physically saw that. And here they are struggling because of the pressure 
But as soon as the Holy Spirit comes upon them, that pressure just goes away and they just preach till they can't preach no more. And we're going to see that as we go through the book of Acts. But if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, they would have probably all ran their own separate ways. Well, and, and listen, without the Jesus dying on the cross and being risen from the dead, there's no Pentecost. That's right. You cannot have the book of Acts before the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. It's in the right order. Mm-hmm. So Christ had to come, die, and be risen from the dead in order for man to receive the mm-hmm. promise of the Father. They couldn't receive this in the Old Testament. Right. Because sins, even though they were covered by the blood of goats and animals, lambs, mm-hmm. they were not taken away until Jesus died on the cross. John the Baptist said it. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's right. And so for the, for the listener tonight, you cannot receive the promise of the Father until after you're born again. Right. And being born again and receiving the promise of the Father is not one in the same event. I want to make that clear. They're two separate events. Salvation is when Jesus comes into your soul. The promise of the Father is the infilling of the Spirit where you go out into the world to be Mm -hmm. witnesses and demonstrating, God demonstrating through you, miraculous power. Now, I want to connect this because I know our time is short tonight. If you want to know You say to me, Pastor Mike, I still don't see the connection between the promise of the Father and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's go over to Acts chapter 2 for a moment. I want you to see what happens in Acts 2. Acts 2, 1 through 4, if you could read that uh, tonight for our listeners. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it was filled all the house and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance all right this is the beginning of the promise of the father happening On the day of Pentecost, this was the beginning of the church age. Mm -hmm. The Lord filled the 120 that were in the temple. They had been in the upper room. They'd been going to the temple back and forth for 10 days. That's how long they waited. 10 days, the number of completeness in the Bible. And on the day of Pentecost, 50 days from the resurrection, the Lord came down in power, just like he promised in Acts 1-8 which we just read, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And it filled the house and it filled the 120 as the fire, tongues of fire came upon each and every one of them. Mm. Notice not one of them was left out. Bill, we tell the church, if you're born again, Mm -hmm. the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. The only requirement to being filled as you must be born again. And let me be clear so we don't get any phone calls because people put words into my mouth all the time when it comes to this. You do not have to speak in tongues to be saved. Amen. But (laughs) you will speak in tongues when you're filled with the Spirit. And, I mean, just think of the thief on the cross. Jesus said to the thief on the cross when he believed in the Lord, 
He, he, all he said was, Lord, remember me when you come mm -hmm. into your kingdom. He said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That man never spoke in tongues, but he went to paradise. Right. He was saved. And so you don't have to speak in tongues. Anyone that tells you you have to speak in tongues to be saved is teaching erroneous doctrine. We do not teach that. But after you are saved, after you are born again, the Lord wants to fill you with the spirit just like he did on the day of Pentecost with the 120. You say, where does, where do you see that what happened on the day of Pentecost is for me and my family today? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so let's go over to Acts chapter third, uh, chapter two, and I'm going to have Bill read the 38th and the 39th verse for you tonight. And you can read it at home. Acts chapter two, verse 38 and 39. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, and to your children, and to all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Okay, so right there, underline verse 39, and this should remove any doubters, this should remove the cessationist teaching. This should, this should change every pastor who doesn't believe that the promise of the Father is for his church today. Because notice what it said. For the promise. And again, the promise is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. This is clearly shown in Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that we just read. And now he's saying... For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. Now, he couldn't make it any plainer than that, Bill. Right. He knew, mm -hmm. though, obviously the Holy Spirit knew there were going to be those that taught it was only for that time. It was only, you know, for the early church, but it's not for the church today. The devil wants you to believe that. Right. He wants right. you to believe there is no baptism with the Holy Spirit or you get it all at salvation. But that is not what we see in the book of Acts. And in the weeks that are going weeks that are ahead, we're going to teach you even more to show you that salvation and the baptism with the Holy Spirit are subsequent events. We saw this in Erie, Pennsylvania, the night Bob Cornell preached. I heard yeah. a man say to me, or maybe it was a woman. They said it was so easy to get filled with the spirit after Bob preached. People were praying through to receive and they were praying in other tongues and it was all over that altar. Right. And these were Baptists. These were Methodists. These were people of all, only the Lord knows where they came from. Mm -hmm. The, the promise of the father, the infilling of the Holy spirit is not just for charismatics or for Pentecostals. It's for the whole body of Christ. That's right. And how many times I've talked to people about, just look at the life of Peter. Peter, he could not admit Christ to a small child. That's right. And he, he was afraid. To he was afraid. That he would die. And we know the life of Peter. He was a little aloof, okay? But in the upper room, he received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what did he do? He came out and walked out to the southern steps. And we've been there You've been there many I times. I preached on him. Amen, brother. He stood on the southern steps and preached the gospel. That is In not front of thousands. Thousands, right. Yeah. And thousands were saved. Yeah. That's not Peter. 
that's not the Peter we read in scriptures. 50 days earlier, he denied exactly. the Lord. He cursed and said, I don't even know the man. And, and he would rebuke uh, Jesus. He would question Jesus over and over again. But no, when, as soon as the baptism came, he went out Bold and preached. Bold as a lion. It. Right. Didn't care if he exactly. lost his life. Right. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in one's life, friend. You need it. I need it. The church needs it. We had a theme this year called Revive Us Again. Revival is only made possible by the Holy Spirit. You can't have a revival without the Holy Spirit. Right. Evan Roberts, and, and some of you will know that name. He was a part of, their, the Lord used him in the Welsh Revival. I'm going back to like 19, what was it, 1904, 1905. The Welsh Revival. And the Holy Spirit fell in that part of the world and he was preaching and he made a statement. He said that the baptism of the Holy spirit is the evidence or or let me, let me get it right. He said the baptism of the Holy spirit is the essence of revival. It's the essence meaning without the promise of the father, there's no revival. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I wish I had the young lady that was on our volunteer team this this year, Jean Bomboy, she got healed of her, a vision problem. And the last night she got filled with the spirit. And uh, last I heard, they can't hold her back. She is so on fire for mm. God. She's now speaking in a new prayer language. And on the December 29th, she got filled with the spirit. And I want every one of you tonight to know Jesus loves you. He wants to come into your heart and save you. And after you're saved, he wants to give you the promise of the Father, which he wants to give you the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness to this world who desperately needs Jesus Christ. Mm. And tonight I want to pray first and foremost for the one out there that has no joy. You have no peace. You don't know Jesus. Tonight you can know him. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. Bill's going to help me tonight. I just want you to repeat after me. If you don't know Jesus or you are struggling, you've walked away from God, but you want to come back to the Savior tonight, just say these words with me. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I confess to you. I confess to you. That I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. And I'm in need of forgiveness. And I'm in need of forgiveness. And I come to you tonight. And I come to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The only name. The only name. Given among men. Given among men. Where we must be saved. Where we must be saved. And I believe in Jesus. And I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he died on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. And three days later. And three days later. He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. And he's alive. And he is alive. And right now. And right now. I want to repent. I want to repent of the way I've been living by the way I've been living and I want to live for God and I want to live for God Jesus save me Jesus save me come into my heart come into my heart and change me and change me and from this day forward from this day forward I want to follow you I want to follow you for the rest of my life for the rest of my life in Jesus name Jesus name amen amen and now for everyone that is already a Christian I want you to pray this prayer with me to be filled with the spirit Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm hungry for more. Lord, I'm hungry for more. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and so I ask you tonight. So I ask you tonight to fill me. To fill me. 
and to give me the strength and to give me the strength and the courage and the courage to be a witness for you to be a witness for you right now right now lord i just throw my hands up lord i just throw my hands up and ask you to fill me with the holy spirit ask you to fill me with the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues with this evidence of speaking with other tongues in jesus name in jesus name amen amen and amen friend if you prayed with us tonight i want you to go to your phone tonight i want to send you our book on the holy spirit we'll send it to your postage paid free of charge the number to call tonight 716-883-5000 or outside of buffalo 1-800-684-2848 christy's waiting for your call the number again 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848 call right now we love you god bless you thanks for listening listening to Cross-Eyed, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If Cross-Eyed has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony of how the program has helped you. If you would like to support Cross-Eyed financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go online to joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers. And remember to tune in next week at 9.30 p.m. for Cross-Eyed, a radio show proclaiming the message of the cross.